Welcome to the bonus cast. We are Phil and Meredith, and we are so glad that you have joined today. We believe that the life of a Jesus follower is a resilient life. And so every month we've decided to have conversations around topics that build resilience. So what are we talking about today, Mr. Ryburn? Hey there. Well, we're so glad to have you with us. And this week, this episode, we are continuing a conversation that we started in the last episode all about time management. This is time management part two, if you will. And so if you haven't listened to part one yet, I want to encourage you to pause this right now, go back, listen to that, and then come and join us in this conversation on time management part two. In the last conversation, we talked about some principles and some overarching elements of why we view time the way that we view it, some biblical understanding, some of those types of things. And we started with why, and then now we're entering into, well, then how do we actually do that? How do we make the most out of our time that we have? So this conversation, while it would still be relevant, you're going to get more out of it if you go back and listen to part one. Yeah, absolutely. Your future self will certainly thank you. Uh, and I, this is one of those topics that I think you could put on one of those, uh, tell me something you could talk about for 30 minutes without having to think about it. This is your topic? I, it's, it's up there. I don't know if this is the topic, but it's up there in my top topics that I love to just kind of discuss. Always love finding new hacks, new tricks. Like if you want to get me buzzing topics. in a conversation, yeah. tell me your like, yeah, top three time management skills. So. Yeah, for me as well. I love it. And especially in this season of life that we're currently in with three little kids, yeah, yeah. you know, busy roles in the workplace and responsibilities in the community and, and all of those types of things. We're always looking for how do we get more out of the moments that we've been given? Yeah. So I have some some kind of fun stats. One of the thoughts that I love around the idea of time management is that everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, This right? is true. This Right? So this I know it's basic, everybody. but sometimes you don't think about it. You yeah. look up at those, you know, whoever your hero is or whoever a like iconic leader in your field is, somebody that you look up to and you think, wow, they're just like this massively, you know, impressive person just firing on all cylinders. And when you think about it, they don't have a different set of hours than you have. They don't have a different Correct. set of time than you have. They have the same 24 hours yep. that all of us have. And that is always a really challenging thought to me and part of why I think I love this topic so much to go, wait yeah. a second, how do I use my time in the way that like an elite leader uses their time? Yeah, someone might have more money in their bank account than right. you do. Maybe they have more followers on Instagram than you have, might have a, a larger team than you have. However, at the end of the day, you're so right. Everybody has 24 hours, and it's about how we are all using our time. It's really one of the very few things that unites humanity across the board. That's right. So I know that you love a fun fact. I call them facts with Phil. Yeah, every Sunday. So (laughs) so every day, every day, all day, day, I get fun facts with Phil. So we have some fun random stats, facts about time about the ways that we spend our days that we uh, just wanted to share today to just kind of get you thinking about what our days look like. Yeah. So if we all have 24 hours a day, then how much time do we typically spend sleeping? Generally, you should be spending eight hours sleeping. Okay. So you might get the seven, eight hours, you know, it depends on what season of life that you're in. If you're, if you do the 24 hours and you minus the sleeping, then usually you would have maybe 16, 17 hours of waking hours as well. Yeah. 
Um, and so then if you're spending that time waking in waking hours, then you might have another seven or eight hours that you spend at work. Mm-hmm. Or studying even. Like you yeah, might even absolutely. spend another eight hours. Uh, adult students spend about eight hours studying as well. And then in America, we spend about an hour each day eating. Some people. Some people. Some of us spend much more. more. <laughs> some, some of some us. less. <laughs> But on average, we're taking about an hour each day to eat. So these are, you know, these are things that we, I mean, that we need to be doing, right? You need to be sleeping. You need to be working. You need to be eating every Mm -hmm. day. It's not a good idea to be skipping too many meals. So that's a ton of your day already just already taken up, taken up in in required things. Yeah. And so some of what we're talking about in this conversation is what do we do with the rest of it? Right. If there, you know, if that time of of sleeping or maybe going to work or, uh, you know, time that we have eating, if some of those things really, uh, there's not a lot of wiggle room in, then what do we do with the rest of the time? You know, we we have social media that we spend a lot of time on. How much? How much time? Most of us spend (laughs) too much time on. And what I love about our phones these days is that you can see the screen time, you can see how much time you're spending in your different apps applications. And, uh, you know, I, I checked myself on this recently where I realized that the Bible app that I had on my phone was not the number one app that I was using. Yeah, interesting. It was social media. It was text messaging. It was Netflix because sometimes I'll catch a show on my phone, right? <laughs> Some of those types of things. And I thought, I'm going to set myself a goal yeah. to try and get the Bible reading app on my phone up to number one so that I can be utilizing my time well. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, like a thought about the way that we spend our time. You know, I, I so I really a few years ago, speaking of shows, that in TV, a lot of times, people who are higher leaders are the last ones to enter a scene, right? Mm. And you get the feeling that like, oh, being important or being busy or being on top of things means I'm the last one to arrive to a meeting or to show up to, exactly, I'm so busy. But then I started comparing that to my real life. And that wasn't what I saw in real life when I was able to be around people who I felt like really had you know, kind of had their stuff together, stuff together right. or, or were on top of things. I realized that those people were often early waiting, were, uh, you know, in more control of, of their life and of their day and of their time. Yeah, absolutely. And so we see that, you know, sometimes we'll think about uh, an office setting or, or meetings that you might be in. And, and sometimes you look at the person who arrives last to that meeting the person that arrives last doesn't necessarily mean that that person has the most going on. That might be you. You might be thinking of who that person is right now. But in reality, the person that is regularly last to every meeting, that person typically doesn't have the best command and control of their time. And so what we want to have in this conversation is how do we ensure that we're controlling our time well so that we are showing respect and honor for people by giving them the time that we have with them, that we're fully present in the time that we have and that we're not late to every meeting in the office, outside of the office that we're setting. Yeah, so good. And I just thought of another kind of similar uh, example. I remember a few years back, I was in a conversation with someone um, who's kind of a mentor, and they were saying, you know, that that people often want to impress leaders by talking about how long they work and how hard they work, Mm -hmm. and that they were in a conversation with somebody one time where they were saying, oh, I stayed up all night to get this done, and I worked all weekend to make this happen, you know, and and they said, I just looked back and I said, that's not impressive to me. That tells me that you did not plan out your time well. You didn't manage your life well, and sometimes I think we get those priorities flipped around, right, that that it means a lot to work all night long, but really it means you didn't look at your time and you didn't manage your time 
properly for the task that you had. So we want to talk about how do we manage our time properly for the tasks that we have. Yeah, and just real quick, I just want to throw in here that we're talking about time management. We're not talking about energy management. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a conversation that we're going to have in a, a latter episode. But today we're just talking about time management. Energy management is this concept that we have different flows of energy throughout the day. And it can work well in your favor to schedule different things at different times throughout the day. So if you're, you know, typically you're able to focus better in the mornings, that's when you should schedule certain yeah. things that take more of your focus ability and those types of things. But we'll talk all about that in a, in a different episode. Today we're talking about time management and how do we get the most out of our time. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's kind of this thought, I think, as well of the the best way to manage our time is always to make things happen faster, to make things happen more efficiently, to, sure. you know, production line our entire life and see if we can just like ramp things out. Um, but I don't know that that's exactly what we're talking about today either in yep. terms of of, you know, how you spend your time. I think more what we're talking about is is uh, are the right things getting the right amount of time at the right times or For the sure. right seasons in your life? Yeah, do you have the right rhythm in your life? Yeah, great. Yeah, Rhythm's it's not, such it's a not good just word. about um, doing things faster. You know, we all have the understanding that the fast eats the slow if you mm, go back to yeah, you know yeah. historical times and, and all of that. But really, it's about finding the right rhythm that we're in, which doesn't mean that we should be racing through everything. It doesn't mean that every meal should be fast food. Right. It doesn't mean that every car should be moving as fast as possible. Right. And we know that there are certain streets that you drive slowly on and there yep. are certain streets that you can drive more quickly on great, because great you picture. have the right rhythm as you move about you know, the, the town that you live in. And it's the same with everything that we have in life. It's not about racing from one thing to the next. Right. How are you through rhythm, the appropriate rhythm, finding your way through life? Yeah, yeah. And because, I, I, you know, you don't want to think about your calendar in some ways like empty closets in a house, right? I remember when we moved houses, we um, were packing up things and we kept saying to ourselves, where did all of these things things come from right we kept opening closets and going what is in here and there's just something about stuff (laughs) it's all your garage (laughs) sale stuff right there's just something about an empty space that we have like this desire to fill right and to pack with things and and I think our calendars can be the same way if we don't learn the power of the right yes and the right no in relation to our calendars we see a gap in it and then we just fill it without asking is this the right thing for this space yeah and so if I learn how to be more efficient in one area the goal of that should not be so that I have more space that I can fill with something else Mm. and like you said that can be the temptation that if I find space I'm going to fill it so how do we ensure that we are creating space and creating margin in our calendar that we're then keeping and guarding that space so we're not just producing as much as possible. God has not created us to produce as much as possible. God has given us measure to ensure that we're doing what he has required of us, which is not necessarily more and more and more. Yeah, really good. I love the the verse that we referenced last week. Uh, last month in last month's podcast, which is from Psalms 90 and 12. And it says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And, and I think it's so powerful that that connection there of wisdom and, you know, wisdom is knowing the right thing to do in the right moment. It's knowing how to act. It's different than just uh, intellect or even knowledge. It's knowing what to do with that knowledge and that that connection of wisdom to, you know, numbering our days to accounting for the hours that we're given, the days mm-hmm. that we're given is a direct connection to, to, to wisdom. How do we know what to do with this finite time that we've been given? 
Yeah, and really our, our time is made up of different things that we're doing and different people that we're doing with them. Mm. And so it's important to make sure, the, the way that it was said to me some years ago that I liked was that our goal should be to be efficient with stuff so that we can be inefficient with people. Yeah, I like that. Try and be efficient with stuff so that you can be inefficient with people. My goal is to get through the stuff that I need to do, whether it be the laundry that I'm doing or the car maintenance that I'm doing or whatever it is, be efficient with that stuff so that I can move slowly with the people that God has brought into my life that I have influence with. Because I never want the people that I'm with to feel rushed. If I can get through the stuff well, then I can spend time and be inefficient with the people, not trying to get from person to person as much as possible each day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So what are your favorite time management Let's dive into them. Let's not just talk about how important time management is. Yeah. Let's dive into specifically the examples that we utilize on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Come on. If you have a pen and paper, this is your opportunity to write down (laughs) all the things that Phil and Meredith do to ensure that we can be really efficient with the stuff that we have. You want to go first or you want me to? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go first. So one of my um, favorite things to do... Um, gosh, I have so many. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do is to really utilize this metrics, um, of the urgent versus non-urgent, important versus non-important in my decision-making about how my time goes. So Stephen Covey made this kind of really famous fun fact, fun facts with Meredith for today is that Eisenhower is actually the first like recorded uh, person to have used it. Yep. So I didn't that's know. Just, that. I thought you were gonna say Stephen Covey and Stephen Covey are like his father and son and no. named out. Yeah, junior yep. senior. Okay. There you go. Eisenhower. Yep. So that's my that's my fun facts with Meredith for probably for the month. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, but so if you can visualize it, or if you just Google uh, Google, you know, an important urgent matrix. It's basically a box. You have urgent. You have not urgent. You have important. You have not important. It creates four quadrants, mm-hmm. and in those four quadrants you basically have important and urgent you want to do those things important and not urgent you want to plan for those things not important but urgent you want to delegate those things and not important and not urgent you want to eliminate those things as much as you want to get them out of here right so there are lots of great examples, but it's an easy way. Um, you know, sometimes I know people put it up and start, you know, drawing through in their life. Okay. Where does this thing fall? You know, the more you practice it, the more you kind of get good at visualizing it. And that has been really helpful for me because I think in, uh, in particular, you have things that draw in that not important, but urgent box. And they tend to draw your attention, draw your time, and they keep you away from things that are important, but not urgent. Things that are important, but not urgent might be like studying for that exam. It's not immediately important. And it's really easy to put that off. And then all of a sudden you realize I should have been studying for this exam for the past three weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that, you want to be able to maximize your time in that quadrant. So I love the matrix. So good. Yep. Yep. Great way to start. Um, So then I would say as well is to give yourself the permission to do the thing that's going to save you time tomorrow. Right. And that might be something that uh, let me say that again. Give yourself permission today to do the thing that's going to save you time tomorrow. Often I find that, you know, I might write a list of things that I'm going to do with my day. 
And these are things that need to be worked on today. However, if I had made a list yesterday um, of, of how to organize things better and to get my thoughts out ahead of time to study right. something better, to organize something better, that would actually be saving me time in the future. But I haven't given myself the permission to do that. And so there are all kinds of ways that we can do that. However, we avoid doing them because we're trying to work on getting through the list that we have today as opposed to giving ourselves the permission today to do the thing that's yep, going to save yep. time tomorrow. Right. And so that might be organizing the closet that you're working in. That might be uh, making a list, bulk decisions. You mm-hmm. want to talk about bulk decisions for oh, a minute here? I love bulk decisions. So if you think about your week, you have tons of mini decisions that you're making all week long. What are we going right? to eat for dinner tonight? What, what are we going to eat for dinner? What clothes am I going to wear? You know, Mark Zuckerberger famously for years wore the exact same outfit every single day, which took, think about how much time you take in your mornings Mm -hmm. getting up and thinking about what am I going to wear? He just clumped that decision into one decision where he said, this is what I like. This is what fits. I'm going to order five of these. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Landed on a hoodie. Right. Um, right? So, so maybe you don't want to do that, but something we do, I do every week for our family is that I bulk make a decision about what meals we're going to eat every week. So every night we already know what we're having for dinner. I've already made a meal plan list for us. I've already made a grocery list out of that meal plan list. So we don't come home every night and go, Oh, what do we have? What, what's happening tonight? What do we need to make. So if you think about that, it maybe takes me 30 to 40 minutes at the beginning of our week to sit down, evaluate the calendar, etc., make those plans. But having to reinitiate your mind in that space every single day, it probably saves me around an hour throughout my week having to reinitiate. So look at your week and go, what are decisions that I'm making every single day that I could clump together in one space in my week? put my mind in that, you know, in that frame, in that space, and then make a bunch of those decisions all at the same time. Yeah. And, and the sub point within that one is being aware of the real size of distractions. Because yeah, like you said, absolutely. you know, it, it takes a minute to start thinking in, in the frame of what is going to be for dinner tonight. And then a distraction comes along and you think, well, it's only been, you know, five minutes, but now right. you're distracted from that. Now you're picking up your phone and now you're talking to your kids, you're talking to your spouse. And then all of a sudden it's been half an hour before you get back into that decision yep. that you're trying to make. And so when you bulk decisions together, there's less opportunity for the distraction to come in because you're, you're making Great. less um, time decisions throughout the week. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. So, you know, I would say within that as well is making sure that as much as possible, we are putting ourselves on regular payments of things. And so setting ourselves up for um, paying the bills yep. in, in, in regular ways, automating those types of things, uh, whether it's your you know utilities or something else. Meredith and I choose to give uh, to our church through reoccurring giving, so that's automated as much as possible. Automate things and use technology for you know within our favor. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, that that saves you that time, right? It's putting in the time today. Maybe it's going to take you who knows an, an hour to sit down and and double check all of your payments, schedule out all of your stuff, make sure your budget is all lined up. But over the next month, two months, three months, six months, that's going to save you hours worth of time of sitting down every month, bringing all that stuff out, Getting double your checking out it, right? And all that. Yep. Now your monthly bill check payments is going to take you five minutes to just check. Yep. Everything's on track. Great. Get to move forward now. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. So then I I would say within that as well is if there are things that you hate doing or maybe that you aren't particularly good at doing and someone else could do better than you, um, then feel 
free to release that to another person. What I, what I mean by that is that I, I grew up in a house where we took great pride in doing the work ourselves. The, the lawn care was taken care of. The vacuuming was always taken care of. We had chores growing up, and it was always very important. We, you know, my brothers and I learned great work ethic in doing those types of things. Now, in the season that we're in, I want to be able to spend time with my family. I want to be able to spend time with my friends. And in the season of life that we're in, I'm wanting to find how can I maximize the time when our boys are little and building memories with them and all of those types of things where I'm not spending all my time mowing the grass or all the all my time on spring cleanup or all my time doing different things. And yes, there are chores that still need to be done. That's part of the responsibility and just having a home. But what I've learned in this last season is giving myself the grace and the space. If there's another company that can come in and clean my home once a month and you feel good about it, then give yourself the space and grace to do that. If there's a company that can come in and spend 30 minutes to do what would have taken you an entire day and you can afford that and you're good at good with being able to do that is give yourself the space and grace to be able to do that don't feel like with you know with conviction that you you shouldn't be finding help and assistance in in different people yeah yeah I think that's so good and and like you've talked about uh, evaluating where you are in different seasons I know we had a season where we had you know I mean, we still have little people, but we had really little people, right? Um, we had we had a brand new infant. We had a, a little guy who wasn't even two years old yet. And we had a son who was, I think, three and a half, four years old, something like that. Um, so in that season... Uh, we started doing, um, I did drop off laundry. I would take our laundry and drop it off somewhere. Well, now we're in a season, everyone's walking. We, you know, we've got two, you know, we don't have two in diapers anymore. We're kind of coming out of that. So we haven't been doing, um, doing the drop off laundry anymore. We've been, we've been able to get back on a rhythm of doing, you know, doing our own laundry. But one of the things I've had to kind of learn to let go of in terms of time management as well is the idea of things that you enjoy doing, but maybe aren't the best use of your time right now, or even things that you are good at, but just aren't what you're able to focus on right now. And being able to delegate that, whether that's to, you know, a teenager in your house or like you were saying, a company or or even a friend who's like, I actually am really, really good at this and I love it. And going, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of good at this or, or maybe I enjoy it, but this isn't where I need to be spending my time right now because I'm focusing on starting my, my business or I'm focusing on getting my doctorate, being able to transition in those types of things as well. Yeah. Great. So give yourself the permission today to do what's going to save you time tomorrow. There's so many so examples good. within that, but um, but I encourage you to find ways that you can do that. Again, it can be through organizing, scheduling, finding assistance in other places and all of that. One of the things that I try and do um, as much as possible is um, I, I certainly read books, but I love listening to books as well. Yeah. I listen to audibles. I listen to Bible reading often. And so rather than just going for a run or rather than just driving in the car, I'll often listen to a podcast during that time or I'll listen to uh, the Bible reading going on. And so I think that it's um, something that we can always be doing is maximizing the time that we have. Some people like to sit in their car and pray, listen to praise and worship music. Those things are always good. But then they'll say, I never have any time for reading or I never have any yeah. time to be able to get through this book or to learn about this topic. We certainly have opportunities that we can be um, learning things as we're doing other things as well. It doesn't just have to be sitting and putting your eyes to a book. Yeah, 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 really good. 
Um, I love the idea of time blocking. That's something that I have really utilized. I, I know that you've utilized it in different ways as well. And the way time blocking works is that you sit down and you make a list of the kind of regularly reoccurring things in your life, as well as the priorities, your values, which I think is is really key. Often we get our calendars full of our tasks and we don't leave space for our values, for the things that mm. we prioritize um, that we say that we want our life to be about. So in, in time blocking, you sit down, you make a list of what are the things that that have to happen every single week in my life. And what are the things that, that are values that I want my time to be going for? And you schedule those values first. You schedule those and you put them physically in your calendar on reoccurring scheduling. So that might be time, might be things like, like a family dinner. That might be things like studying every week. It might be, you know, some of those personal developments or, um, you know, physical fit, fitness, scheduling out time to go to the gym. You put those things on the calendar first and then fill in all of the secondary things as they come up or all of the moving things or all of the you know external things that come in on our time that someone asks us about or someone invites us into those come after we've blocked out the time already to make sure that our time is going towards our values and towards the things that we have to do uh, as the top priorities in our life. And I've found that really helpful um, to then give myself permission to give the right yes and the right no to people when I look and I go, you know what, I'm, I'm actually full this week because I've put my priorities and my values on my calendar first. Wonderful. Yeah, time blocking is so important. Yeah, I'd say as well to make sure that we're reevaluating in different seasons that we're in how you're using your time well. Yeah. And, you know, what I mean by that is that sometimes it might make sense to leave the office every day and to go and get lunch. However, in the season that we're in, that's just not a, a wise use of our time. So as much as possible, we try and bring food from home that can be heated up and, and eaten, you know, in the office together. When you start thinking about that, there's so much time that you spend in travel to go to uh, get food and yep. then to come back home. You might get a half an hour lunch break and now you've spent the half an hour of your lunch break just waiting in the fast food line yeah, or just yeah, driving yeah. to go and get food. And now you haven't really slowed down and taken the break that that is for. And so uh, it's about reevaluating different seasons that we're in. And it also it's about reevaluating the technology and the process that is available to us in different times. I think when you when you stop advancing or when you stop developing, you lose relevancy in how society is moving on. Mm -hmm. As we know, society keeps on moving. Yeah. Society keeps on growing and developing. And if we are doing the same thing the same way that we've always done it, we're missing out on a big opportunity on how we can be using our time well. Yeah. Technology keeps on advancing. Yep. You have the ability now, and it's fairly inexpensive, to create a smart home. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, that was something that was only for the lifestyles of the rich and famous and yeah, everything yeah. was super expensive. Now you can create systems in your home that automate a lot of the things that are in your home, creating smart schedules for you or making sure that things can be controlled from an app in your phone and those types of things so that it's one less thing to have to think about. And so we have the ability to do those different things and it's so important. One of the things that I love doing is connecting with our friends and saying, hey, how are you doing this? Mm. Maybe asking different online communities, how are you doing this? What's the best way that you've found of, uh, of approaching this type of topic or situation, yeah, yeah. even if it's something as simple as mowing the grass. How do you take the best care of your grass? Yeah. How do you make your lawn look so good? Because maybe the way that I was taught doing it 20 years ago, maybe that's not the best way that it possibly can be done. Or how do we make sure that we're approaching things with the best possible tools and, and avenue and process? Because things change over time. And if we're not 
constantly evaluating. I'm talking about like every six months, every year. If we're not constantly evaluating the way that we're doing things, we have the potential risk of becoming irrelevant down the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on that same idea, you know, with technology, I think just really simply things that we do are to save time are setting different things up on either recurring orders, utilizing um, the the power of technology to remind you of things or regenerate, uh, you know, activities, events, tasks in your life, utilizing the power of that technology to go, you know what, this is something I don't have to think any- about anymore. This is something I don't have to do anymore. I've hold technology into my time time management space to manage that for me. Yeah, I don't have to go into the grocery store anymore. I can get things delivered if I buy them regularly or or whatever it is for sure. Yeah. There are so many things that you can be doing. I want to encourage you to be reaching out to us if you have anything that you do on a regular basis that helps you in your journey. I think one of the things that's so important to be remembering is to ensure that you are not a slave to your calendar. You're not a slave to your phone. You're not a slave to your watch um, or the clock that's on the wall. Those things have been created to serve us in our journey. That's right. And our goal should be to use the time that we've been given well. God has created time and, yeah. and given it to us to be the stewards of. And so we should be good stewards with the time that we have. Great. However, we should never be bound. Those things should not be telling us what to do with our time. We should be telling them how we plan to use our time. Yeah. And it's important to remember that as we keep moving forward. The goal is not to be as efficient as possible, to keep filling our schedules as much as possible, to produce as much as possible. Let's find the right rhythm in the season that we're in. Yeah, yeah. I love this thought that my schedule exists to serve me. I don't exist to serve my schedule. 100%. And when we get into time management, it can be easy to get those things flipped around. Um, but remembering that it is here as a tool to serve me well. So we hope that this has been helpful. We hope you've grabbed some practical tips and practical ways to utilize the time well, to number those days that you have, and to utilize them for all that God has for you. We look forward to the next time that we're going to connect here on a bonus cast. Be sure to send us some things that you'd love to talk about as we keep digging into how to apply Uh, God's word, live a life of resilient faith in each and every day.